Tanner Knight, and joined with me as always is my lovely and talented wife, Gabby Luna Knight. Hi. Yay. <laughs> One of these days we'll have sound effects. <laughs> Real ones. Will we? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but you didn't come here for the sound effects, so hopefully you came here for the stimulating conversation, yes. which we'll get into here in a second. But first, as we usually do, we like to update you on the status of our beloved animals, Jack and Smokey, Smokey and Jack. Yes. We have Jack with us. He's in the kennel. Snoozing. Completely passed out. Looks like it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He had two walks today, so he you should be to good go. to go for this episode. Hopefully yeah. no scrambling around. Let's see. Let's hope for the best. He looks happy. Yeah. Satisfied and for a little bit. <laughs> I think Smokey does as well, but he's just not with us. <laughs> he's in no, the he's upstairs. Bedroom upstairs. On the heating pad. Yeah, so he's happy as well. I believe there's also an update to the Beagle Watch. Beagle Watch. It's actually, I think I'm going to call it Basset Watch. Hound Watch? Maybe Hound Watch. Should we call it Hound Watch? Yes. Well, we've seen a lot of hounds today. Yeah, I absolutely. We saw the Beagle in the morning. Or sorry, the Basset in the morning. The neighbor Basset. Neighbor Basset. We decided to name him something. What was it? Reginald or something. <laughs> I can't remember. Some old that was name. Herbert. Herbert, maybe, yeah. Some yeah. Old, old man name. Okay, Bassett Herbert. <laughs> we saw him. He was scrambling around in the morning. Wags his tail very similar to Max. Pretty cute. Yeah. And then on our first walk, Jack and I encountered the other neighbor's beagle. There's quite a few hounds in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. But only one Bassett and one beagle. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Those are the main ones. Well, you can hear them. You can definitely hear that. Yeah. And then on our way back from our second walk, we saw a hound. A giant hound. What what kind of hound was that? It looked like a bloodhound. Mm -hmm. One of those just like big dogs with lots of face skin. Oh. oh. And ears. So cute. Flopping around yeah. in the wind. It was beautiful. Hounds. Glorious. <laughs> so if you don't love hounds as much as we do, then I don't know, maybe watch some YouTube videos about how cute hounds are. Yeah. I mean, if you don't love hounds, you don't know or love drool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're selling anyone on that. <laughs> but it's so cute. <laughs> it is. It absolutely Especially when is. they shake their all their extra skin. Yeah. So cute. Gabby has finally seen an episode of Seinfeld for the very first <laughs> time in her life. Yes. An actual full episode. And a few episodes. Yeah. How fact. many? Like three or four? Yeah. Three or so. Uh, I know that it's not the most relevant content, but... Is it a new series? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I think it's interesting that the most watched sitcom in the history of TV, at least non-animated, we'll say, um, will kind of slip through your fingers. And now we get to see it looking back on the 90s. Yeah, it's per it's still funny. Yeah, it definitely is. We haven't hit anything that's like, oh, that didn't age well. But I'm sure we will. <laughs> yeah. But we'll see. I'm sure we will. But Well, the the whole character, what's his name, George? George, yeah. I feel like he doesn't age well. <laughs> like his character does not age well. No, he is the worst and they just lean into it. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, It's Always Sunny is like that too. So. Yeah, yeah. Characters you love to hate. You know what other hate. thing I really loved is... John Mulaney's 
yeah, special. We, it was really good. We just watched his newest Netflix special, which was it just released this week? Well, I don't know when it was released, but probably this year yeah, for sure. Yeah, we didn't see it until just this week, and it was a doozy. <laughs> he goes deep on uh, what he's been up to these past few years and gets dark. Yeah. You know what I was remembering in his previous stand-ups? We love him, so we watched all of them. Is that he had a joke where he didn't want to have any kids. Yeah. And he ended up having a kid. Yeah. With that same lady. And like, then immediately divorced. <laughs> yeah. Weird. But, I mean, he did explain his situation, so that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, if you're up for it, I suggest giving it a shot and say it's a good, yeah. good stand-up. It's a little longer than most at an hour and 20 minutes, but... Totally worth it. Totally worth it. And you know what I appreciate too? That it didn't have a long ass intro. Yeah. It was like straight into it. (laughs) Yeah. Straight into it. And then it cut like after what, 10 minutes of him giving like an intro. And then it just had a really short intro that was animated. Nothing like a movie or something, which I don't like that. Yeah. (laughs) Comedy shows. I don't like that. (laughs) So go ahead and check that out. Yeah. Otherwise, we are here to talk about some things that we are interested in. And, and today, we have a book. Where'd you find this book? Savers. I <laughs> love course. going to Savers, and I always look in the book section in the health and fitness, <laughs> and in the spirituality and religion. Those are my sections. You can get me out of there. If you want to look in that section when I'm there, <laughs> you can try. <laughs> Don't pull any books, or else you'll be like, hey. Well, I feel like I kind of take ownership of the aisle when I'm there. Nice. (laughs) So this book is called... Folk Remedies That Work. Folk Remedies That Work. I don't know about you folks or you, Gabby. I know kind of a little bit, but I personally don't trust doctors all that much. And I try to avoid doctors at all costs. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the idea of going to like the hospital or the ER... Or even just like a regular ass Instacare is equivalent to just like a forced root canal. <laughs> just terrible. Yeah, I feel like I trust maybe the ER more because like they're trained in emergencies and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And like their goal is to save your life. Yeah. But when it comes to like just plain doctors, I feel like, but we talked about this a little bit ago. The industry just doesn't allow for people to care. Yeah. And it's just turned it into like just something like a business, like you said. It's a, it's very much a business. And I don't know how you get the corporate interest out of the medical industry because it's so hand in hand at this point. It's like you kind of got to live with it. But it doesn't make me very confident about the care that I'll get at some of these places. And, you know... If you can avoid going to the doctor, that that to me is a win. And this book, I guess, is designed to do that. Yeah. So, once again, folk remedies that really work. Who are the authors? Folk remedies that work. Oh, folk remedies that work. Yeah. By authors of chicken soup and other folk remedies. Like chicken soup for the soul type thing? I think so. I don't know if these ladies are the same ones who write chicken soup for the soul but at least they wrote chicken soup (laughs) (laughs) okay and they're a pair of sisters joanne wilden and lydia wilden nice this book was originally published by harper perennial in 1992 under the title live 
and be well. Oh, okay. So it's been rebranded. They did another copyright in 1992 as well and in 1996. So now... You can find it under Harper Collins. So I guess they cha- they went under a different structure or something like that. So in any event, this is a book that's written probably by boomers in the 90s, right? It'll be interesting to see what they've got up their sleeve and do they do they have references, do you know, of where they get these remedies or Most of the remedies are they fall in these five different categories, which are affirmations, aromatherapy, gem therapy, a.k.a. crystal healing, mm-hmm. herbal therapy, and the last one is visualization, which they're calling healing visualization, or you can even say meditation for this. So all of these remedies are folk-based, but none of them are medicinal. I guess herbs could be considered medicinal, huh? Yeah, it's almost like you you learn to work with the elements. Yeah, I like it. I, mm-hmm. I think that that's an interesting premise interesting premise and hopefully we can find a few that work yeah and we both decided to start with two that would pertain to us in any way um the first one is alcoholism which i don't know why i said that it would pertain to us because neither one of us have ever struggled with alcoholism it's just a so we're at the, the front of the table of contents but i do drink personally and I do social drinking, which is right next to alcoholism. So I thought, why not? It's relevant. And anyone who drinks can become, you know, an alcoholic at any given time. So I thought that would be fun to look at. And you mean it's right by alcoholism in the book? Not- in the book, yeah. Yeah, not not alphabetically, but in the book. And they also go over hangovers. So it's kind of fun to see what remedies they they have. So that's that's one that Gabby chose. The, the next one, or not the next one in, in line, but... One that actually works for me is back. So Yeah, for back pain. And we both experience back pain. Yeah, and it's just something that we kind of live with at this point. And uh, if we can eliminate it through these remedies or affirmations or gem therapy, whatever we got, it's worth a shot. Exactly. So we probably won't have too many results, or we definitely won't have any results at the end of this episode. But we're going to kind of do a little bit of a series where we talk through this book find some of these remedies and see if any actually do anything or give any positive results. Yeah. I, something tells me that this is a lot of like being aware of how you're thinking and maybe what you're doing, but let's see. Just mindfulness in general. Yeah. And maybe some of these are a little weird. Well, and yeah, I I don't want to just be a, uh, a naysayer right off the bat, but I am not necessarily a huge believer in a lot of you know, hippy dippy type things. You're not. not I'm yet. like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so like I take things with a grain of salt for the most part, but the gem therapy one, I don't know, that sounds kind of like the most esoteric because it's what can rocks do. But I think back and I've made a few different albums. I know I'm like, but <laughs> centered around crystals and <laughs> like it, I, that means something to me. So I, I guess that I can believe it a little bit. Yeah, I think every every gem has a different vibration and they can definitely help you. So let's start with the one you've chosen. Okay. Alcoholism slash social drinking slash hangovers or whatever the the heading is. And let's uh let's dive in and, and see if we can discern some key points that we can take away here. Now, this is funny because it actually relates to a little story my mom told me. Because when my mom was like about my age, she told me that she struggled with alcoholism and 
cravings. And I remember her saying that she used some sort of herb or like plant that she had put in her tea or drink that made her sort of allergic to it. And so she she actually Al- allergic to the alcohol. Yeah, like in her stomach it doesn't wow. sit well. I don't know. That's an I, interesting take. I mean, sometimes my mom is not the most credible source, so <laughs> I have never you know known if that's actually a thing or not. Well, now we have another assignment we have to find out what was in that tea and see if it lines up with what's in the smoke. i've asked her but it's it's hard to get a straight answer yeah. <laughs> all right well so i think we, it'll be an urban legend <laughs> we have this recipe that we can base it on and see how it goes here's a couple of craving stoppers the first one is angelica root which makes me think that might have been it and angelica leaves you're supposed to just make a tea and do it about three times a day and it helps with cravings doesn't have a lot of like this is not a scientific book this is a folk yeah, remedy book true so it kind of just gives you like hey this is a quick tip let's move on to the next one so the next one <laughs> yeah they're not going too deep into the lore of where these remedies came from yeah we don't know where they came from not from this book but maybe other books yeah. um but people have been healing themselves for years yeah, for generations like that's how it all started medicine so chaparral is a very healing herb used by Native Americans. And then people can take this in capsules. So it's available in stores in capsule form so that the herb chaparral is supposed to also help with cravings. And it says here that it's supposed to help detoxify the liver. It's a folk remedy used by Native Americans, which and is so great. it doesn't say anything about smoking those things or ingesting the smoke of them. It's all just like tea or capsules so far these two have only been like i don't know like oral (laughs) oral i guess no smoke yet (laughs) you're like can we smoke (laughs) so the second or the third one actually suggests to change your diet up a little bit kind of adding healthier stuff such as fruits vegetables probably like a good intake of good grains to help with like sugar production because i don't know if you eat healthy and then one day you decide to have like a cup of you know whatever alcohol it messes up everything and like it makes your sugar spike. I mean, there's nothing pretty much worse than alcohol for the body, I think. Well, maybe that's what your mom really meant is that she ended up going so long without alcohol that by the time she did have it, it was just like, oh, this feels so bad. Absolutely. But obviously some of these herbs definitely have some sort of helping power yeah, to they, help you stop They cravings. enhance it somehow. Yeah. For the diet, another thing you can add is like a B-complex. And then adding weed germ or brewer's yeast to your soups. That also helps with craving. So that's like part of the changing up the diet one. Yeast? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, that doesn't sound very appetizing. Have you ever had nutritional yeast? Um, Is it like salt or something? Yeah, it's like a flake that you can put on top of your yeah. food. It doesn't taste bad. Okay, okay. It's good for you. It's supposed to be really good for you. All right. I've 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 had it before. I'll buy that. I'll allow it. <laughs> I, I don't want no goddamn just like <laughs> Hirschmeyer's yeast or whatever that stuff we have in the fridge is. Yeah, no, not that. But I think, well, I don't know. It says brewer's yeast, so it could be for brewing beer. beer so I don't know. Huh, bizarre. So if you're having a really bad craving, you can suck on a clove. Like a whole clove, like the kind that you use for cooking. And it's been known to work with cravings. Is that what clove cigarettes are made of? Can you smoke that stuff? 
I know I've asked two questions about smoking so far. Oh my but... God, do you? <laughs> I have never actually heard of clove being smoked before. Clove cigarettes? You know what those are, right? No. Hmm. Okay. Well, Is that a thing? Yeah, it's a different type of cigarette. And are they supposed to be good for you? No, no cigarette is good for you. But the clove cigarette, I think, is less chemically for what it's worth. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, no, this, again, is just to stick, like, the whole clove in your mouth, which mm. I actually have used clove for a toothache, personally. Uh, and it does I work. don't know if that's... <laughs> I have used it, and it does work. It really does take, get rid of pain. Ow. Clove is known to be a powerful pain reliever. Really? Yeah. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I actually am a nerd about these kind of things. I, I really like it. And then here's an affirmation. If And then again, these cravings are underneath alcoholism, which is just like the only things they're giving is just like craving stoppers for alcoholism. And then we're going to start to social on the social drinking side of it. But the affirmation, if you're going through cravings that are very powerful whenever a thought of drinking enters your mind repeat the following sentence i am strong i am brave and i have control i am getting better and better i can buy that yeah and i read that straight from the book so all quote, the other unquote yeah quote a specific quote from the book Moving on to social drinking. The first one is drunkenness prevention. So social drinking is just get tipsy, but don't get drunk. Gotcha. Keep it classy, folks, is what they're saying. <laughs> so Greek philosopher Aristotle said, dine well on cabbage just before starting out for a big event. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that seems like a recipe for a gaseous disaster. Yeah. You're going to eat a bunch of freaking cabbage that had to be boiled before you could eat it, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, probably. And then you're going to fill your stomach with alcohol. Great idea. Roman philosopher Cato said, if you wish to drink much in a banquet before dinner, dip cabbage in vinegar. <laughs> Again with the damn cabbage. And eat as much as you wish. Wait, but then you're going to be full. You won't be able to eat. Well, maybe that's saying if you eat more cabbage you won't have enough room in your stomach to drink alcohol <laughs> that's so crazy i don't know I, I don't i don't buy that for a second okay here is the explanation they give the cabbage will make you as fit as if you had had nothing like the next day it during? makes you the cabbage will make you as fit as if you have had, had nothing and you can drink as much as you will What's the point? I don't get any of this. Like, first of all, if I'm going to a banquet, it sounds like there's going to be good food. So I want to eat the food and not cabbage. Yeah. Like, imagine just like the stomach <laughs> ache. No, or... no, give me the cabbage, please. <laughs> <laughs> and then it says, no, eat the cabbage so you don't drink as much and or, and you can't get drunk. All, all the fun is taken out. Yeah. I think Cato and Aristotle wanted to eat all the food and drink themselves. <laughs> I, I wanted people so. just to eat cabbage. Yeah. I don't believe in this one. I don't either. And we will not be trying the cabbage method. Oh, here's another method. This is this sounds like a Yolanda Hadid method. If you know, you know, I guess. I don't know. Eat 10 raw almonds on an empty stomach. <laughs> okay. I would do and that. it says to, it will keep you from getting drunk. <laughs> well, again, what the F is the point? I guess... That's if... fine. But 
that's fine because you're eating 10 almonds you can still if you're going to banquet <laughs> you can still eat more yeah yeah although 10 almonds is it's like a handful of almonds. yeah that's you know <laughs> yolanda hadid would never say tell her daughters to eat that many almonds so i guess <laughs> that doesn't work <laughs> all right here are some remedies to sober up if you did get a little too tipsy in a social drinking situation Slowly eat a small grapefruit, and it'll help you sober up. Where are you going to find a grapefruit? First of all, source a small grapefruit. A small one. <laughs> and then eat it slow. But this is where you can see, I'm sorry to boomers, but boomers sometimes, I remember in the 90s, they were really obsessed with. Um, my mom was obsessed with grapefruit. I was just going to say it was my mom. I was going to just blame and throw my mom right under the bus, but you threw yours. <laughs> and those were your words, not mine. <laughs> Yeah, she would just eat a half a grapefruit with just a little bit of sugar. I ate that breakfast. with my mom too. Like I remember that eating is that. like barely food. Why would we do that to ourselves? Barely food. And the last thing to help you sober up is some radish, fresh radish juice. Just freshly squeezed radish juice, delicious. Which one is radish? I don't. The, the uh, <laughs> rabano. Oh, okay. How can you? Zoom? <laughs> you need to grab the food processor out. I would imagine. While drunk. <laughs> Just grab it with your hand and squeeze the shit out of that radish. Yeah, and drink half a glass. A half a glass? That's like 60 what? radishes. Then just eat, eat just one. Just eat 60. <laughs> I don't know about these remedies. <laughs> well, we could try the radish one. I'm okay with radishes. Oh my gosh, this is really funny. The, the bottom in inscriptions, quote, if you're foolish enough to drink enough to have a hangover, then you deserve it. <laughs> but putting our personal feelings aside, we arm you with imbibing information and guidelines, prevention methods, and symptom soothers. Nice. <laughs> so here are some quick little things you can do if you do have a hangover. So now we're starting, we're going into the hangover area. Cigarettes and booze. <laughs> <laughs> smoke. Just smoke a goddamn clove cigarette. Actually, let's see. They actually contain the same hangover causing chemicals. Cigarettes and booze? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I believe that. They certainly smell as if they do. So like drinking and smoking together will give you a worse hangover. Mm. Mm -hmm. So don't do it. If you're drinking, don't smoke. All right. All right. You're like, good. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Eat before you drink. Yeah. Okay. Pretty basic. Drink twice. 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 <laughs> drink twice the volume of water. That is absolutely true. If you can drink yeah. even just like one to one water to booze, you'll be way better off. But if you can do two to one, I think that's really the cure. Yeah. I, I honestly think that this was my strategy in our wedding. <laughs> yeah. You drank a lot of water <laughs> after did. 10. I did. I was, did you mean, did you say after 10 drinks? No, after 10 o'clock. Oh, okay. I was, no, but throughout the wedding, I was drinking like one water after <laughs> I had a drink. Yeah, it was great. Smart. Mm -hmm. One other thing to do is to drink slowly because our bodies kind of burn alcohol at about an ounce an hour. So if you drink slowly, you're still tipsy. Just don't try to get any tipsier, you know, no rush. That's not the American way, though. Drink more faster. Yeah. It must be because when you're a kid for so long, you can't do it. Yeah. But maybe like a lot of your family does it. So and then. then when you do drink as a kid, 
you can recover quicker. It's like, I don't remember being as hungover because I was young. Yeah, exactly. You can recover quicker and you have to drink really fast because you're trying to drink everything, I'm yeah, sure. Exactly. I never did it when I was a kid, but I mean, I can imagine. Don't try to keep up with anyone. Like if you have friends and they're drinking more than you can usually handle, try not to do that. All right. This is for women only. <laughs> this one's for the ladies. Right before you menstruate, <laughs> the estrogen level is low and that gets you drunker faster. Hmm. So try to know what your cycle is and try to avoid drinking before it. There you go. And also, just so you know, women do absorb. And this is this is actually, let me actually quote this one because it has researchers. So according to researchers at the Mount Sinai Medical Center, which doesn't say where that's at, but according to that research that they're referring to, it says that women absorb about one third more of alcohol into their bloodstream than men. I'm not sure if that's true, though. So we get drunk faster and stay drunk way longer. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Hangover minimizer. Take a B-complex tablet. That's great. Prevention. Don't drink. So once you're done drinking, yeah, I guess so. Prevention, if you do drink <laughs> and you have, you know, you're getting ready to bet for bed and you're super drunk, just put a tablespoon of sugar into a glass of orange juice and drink it. <laughs> it says that a, a woman who took care of an alcoholic for years said that it prevented him from ever having a morning after hangover. It sounds like this woman was enabling her alcoholic person. <laughs> Just drink this, dear. You'll be fine. <laughs> oh, no. Symptom soother. Okay, take a quarter of lemon and rub the juice side on each armpit. Uh, uh, that's a choice you could make. That's bizarre. Yeah. Stay hydrated is another one, so drink lots of water. Got it. Here's a couple more. I'm going to do a, a few rapid fire ones because there's a very long list. Half a teaspoon of salt to eight ounces of club soda. Gross. This is really specific. But it says with the straw between your teeth, horizontally... From cheek to cheek, drink the mixture. Do not sip the salted club soda through the straw. The liquid should pass by it on the way to be being swallowed. So, like, don't put pressure in the straw. Don't bite your straw. I bite my straw. I think that's why I know what <laughs> she means, because I definitely bite my straw. All righty. Drink some tomato juice, tangerine juice. Hmm. Uh, the liquid from a banana peel that has been boiled in water. Gross. Uh-huh. Watermelon. Ten strawberries. Ooh. Help with headache. Right. Only ten. No more, no less. <laughs> An apple or two. <laughs> That's funny. The strawberries are specific, ten. but you can have one or two apples. Depends. I feel like apples have less water, right? Yeah. Than strawberries. Probably. Those two, the strawberries and apples help with headaches. Hmm. Ginger root tea. Sauerkraut juice. Cabbage, chicken, beet soup, tripe soup, which is menudo. Mm, yeah. Um, clove soup, gazpacho, tablespoon of honey. I think we can safely safely say that most of these things are watery and they yeah hydrate you. Looking to hydrate yourself. Mm -hmm. And perhaps, perhaps giving yourself like a sugar spike with some of these. Yeah. Uh, I say, yeah, I like the the things about. You know, being aware of how much you're drinking, drinking slow. Not the cabbage one. I don't like that one. <laughs> <laughs> no cabbage. But that was pretty much it on the alcoholic 
alcoholism and social drinking and hangover cures. We've all been there. Maybe not Tan, but the rest <laughs> of us here who... You've never been drunk either. Yeah, I have. I have been drunk. What did that feel like to you? Um, It felt loose, like my eyes could not catch up to my head motion type thing. <laughs> I don't know. It's and spinny it just wasn't for me yeah it's not i mean i like it i do it when i'm like hanging on to you but it's <laughs> not something that i fully enjoy or like that i want to do all the time i guess i should say no but it's fun so there you go folks cabbage is the key <laughs> no <laughs> no okay so we're gonna move on to something that hits closer to home for me and for you as well but yeah. It is a lot of people. the back and back pain in general. I pretty much daily suffer from lower back pain where to just today I sneezed and it hurt like a son of a bitch. And, and he was sitting down. It wasn't even like sometimes when you sneeze and you're standing up, it's a little. Yeah, that's worse. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's where I am. I don't <laughs> <laughs> How would you describe your back pain? I say I'd say it's not as bad as yours. Maybe in the neck or upper back, it's a little bit yeah. worse, but not as bad as yours. yours. You're pretty stiff. I'm just lower back, and I think it emanates from my hamstrings mostly, just being super, super tight. But anyway, let's take a look at what they recommend for the back. So they kind of start off with a little statistics here. It's estimated that 75 million Americans have back problems ranging from occasional discomfort to chronic back pain. Yeah, it's everywhere. Everyone has it. So that was the 90s. So it's probably closer <laughs> to 150 million or 300 million. It's got to be way more like, think about it. We're all always looking down either our computers or our phones. Yeah, it's it's definitely a problem of our generation. And, you know, our parents' generation that did hard labor and work, they probably had sore backs, but they don't have the kind of back problems that our generation has. It seems like maybe there were more hip and knee problems, mm -hmm. but definitely yeah. millennials and younger are definitely suffering from back issues. Yeah. So there you go, folks. We're going to try to solve it right here, right now. <laughs> Let's see. So they, they basically want to say that a lot of chronic back pain may be emotional rather than <laughs> structural. So that's kind of the framework that we're going with here is that uh, heal your emotional back and heal your physical back. <laughs> That's really cool. You might hear Jack snoring in the background. It's pretty cute. They go on to say that, you know, you can change your attitude or your mental frame of mind, and that can have a huge change on how your back feels. And, uh, that is true. I do think that there's a whole mind over matter situation in most people and in all people. <laughs> they actually call out they say until you fall blissfully in love this is a quote from the book they're saying that love is the true answer to back problems <laughs> i guess but until you fall blissfully in love try one or more of these substitutes sign up for a self-help seminar like silva mind method or the forum are you familiar with either of those no they sound Weird. Let's see. I'm familiar with Silva Mind Method. You do? You uh, are? I've done it before. What? Tell me all about that. The Silva Mind Method is, well, he was a Cuban doctor, um, or I don't know what kind of doctor, but 
he developed this technique that involved an actual sound, like a a background sound that's, I think he called it the beta wave or the alpha wave or something. There's a few different waves. And it's just like a pulse that's in the background and he talks you through this or that. It's like a guided meditation, basically. That's so cool. But he relies on this sound to kind of get you to that point. So that's that's what they're saying is indulge in that. I don't know what the forum is. Mm-hmm. They say do yoga, <laughs> do a yoga class. I, I have to say that be careful with what yoga class you do if you have back pain. So one of the headings that they talk about is nothing to sneeze at. And this section says, if you have back trouble, brace yourself when you sneeze to avoid compounding the problem. Yeah. And uh, it's crazy how violent a sneeze actually is. Your air leaves your mouth at over 100 miles per hour in the sneeze. So that's, that's crazy. Yeah. And I've also heard, and this might be an urban legend, that if your eyes did not close <laughs> when you sneeze, they would pop out of your head from the pressure that builds up. So what do you think of that? <laughs> I mean, I can see that, but I don't want to try it out. And I don't want anyone to try it out. So please do not try it at home. <laughs> just a little interesting little tidbit. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it's possible. So it just goes on. It says, if you're standing, bend your knees. Put one hand on a nearby table. I do all of these things. If nothing is nearby, then place your hand on your thigh. I do all of these things. If you're seated, put your hand on a table or on your thigh. Okay, you're ready. Okay, (laughs) cool. All right, so now it says uh, for relief from back pain. Here we go again. Take a few cabbage leaves and steam them for 10 minutes until they're limp. While the steamed cabbage leaves are cooling, lightly massage a little olive oil on the painful area of the back. Are they trying to make you into cabbage soup? Put some olive oil on your back. Put some boiled cabbage. I like want to try it though. Why cabbage? That's <sighs> so crazy. Cabbage is a cruciferous vegetable and it's a very healthy vegetable. <laughs> what is cruciferous? Cruciferous. They have like little cross. Uh, like if you look at them under a microscope, they have mm. cross and they're really healthy for you. Is lettuce like that? Or? No, I would say kale. Oh. Uh, charred, right? Mm, charred. Yes. And I'm not sure if arugula is. It might be. Hmm. So it says as soon as possible without burning yourself, put the boiled cabbage leaves on the oiled area. Cover with a heavy towel to keep it heated. Repeat the process an hour later with new cabbage leaves. So what I'm getting here is that they're trying to say not just heat, but steamy heat. So like humid heat. Yeah. So maybe that's what the cabbage is doing. It's just Mm -hmm. retaining moisture and heat. So it's like steamy. That makes sense because when our back hurts, it almost feels like it's dry and stiff, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that that might have a point. Cabbage oil. It goes on to say that white willow bark capsules are good for back pain, but make sure you take the right recommended dosage. In the Orient, it is believed that soaking your feet in a big basin of hot water for 20 or 30 minutes can bring relief from back pain and spasm. That makes sense that it relaxes your legs. Yeah, I think that the feet hold a lot of our stress throughout the day, and that can be tightening everything on up the legs to the back. It goes on to say if your back is about to give out, then situate yourself on a bunch of books. (laughs) (laughs) like put your head up on some books and lie on the floor put your hands and feet on the books too and raise them so put like stacks of books on on everything relax and do it for 15 minutes and just sit there sort of taking a time out and relaxing i guess yeah 
because you'd need to relax in order to release any tension. So those are kind of like the more practical do-it-yourself options. And then we get into color therapy. There's a whole Ooh. section on color therapy. If you have lower back problems, blue is for you. <laughs> so it says it's the sky and water. It's soothing, anti-inflammatory. Wear a blue shirt or blouse if you have back problems. Surround yourself with blue things, blue bed linens, blue tablecloth, blue glass or mug, blue light bulb. Completely relax under the blue light bulb lamp for 20 minutes. Minutes? That sounds like a lot under a blue light. Well, I guess we could change the color of our lamps here in the, the jam room into <laughs> blue. blue. Yeah. Blue is the color of the throat chakra. So I wonder if it's like someone who doesn't speak their truth. Holds it in their back? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe. It does say, stay away from red clothes. That's the root chakra. <laughs> so there you go. Common do's and don'ts. Wear comfortable low or medium high-heeled shoes. Pretty standard. <laughs> I think if you're wearing heels with back pain, then kind of asking for it. But uh, if you have to lift something heavy, bend your knees. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Classic uh, old-timey technique. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Push things, don't pull them, particularly if they're big. Sleep on your side in the fetal position. That doesn't work for me, but I've seen you... No, you don't do that. You do on your belly. I kind of flip-flop, but I do end up on my side eventually. I've always heard that that's bad for you. I guess stomach is bad for your back, right? I don't... I personally think that it depends on your body, to be honest. Yeah, I guess it's true. Don't sleep on your stomach with your head on a pillow. I mean, that's pretty common yeah. sense. If you're going to sleep on your stomach, you can't have a pillow there. Yeah, it's not going to be comfortable. Don't sleep on a mattress that sags in the middle. These are pretty basic suggestions. Don't cradle the telephone in the crook of your neck. Hold it like a human. Oh, my goodness. No one does that anymore. <laughs> it's really hard to cradle. Like, have a you ever tried phone? trying to cradle? Yeah. Uh, yeah it can't. always mutes and you have facial buttons. And yeah. And it's so painful to like cradle it like that much more. Than a regular phone. Okay, so then we've got some gem therapy. Connie Barrett, one of the proprietors of Crystal Gardens, had severe lower back pain. She went to a chiropractor, got an adjustment, and was told to come back a few days later. She was doubled over and could hardly walk out of the office. It was then that Connie decided to work with stones. So she used smoky quartz to teach pride in our physical bodies and physical existence. Aventurine, considered by many to be the best all-purpose healing stone. Green tourmaline, it's a stress reliever and strengthens the nervous system. Hematite, increases self-esteem. Eilat, or Eilat stone, E-I-L-A-T, composed of azurite and some uh, other compounds. It helps to blend the various elements of our being peaceful and harmonious. Dang, I want that stone. <laughs> so intermediate. So she would meditate with the stones and kept them on her back for periods of time. 48 hours later, when she returned to the chiropractor, she was standing up straight, feeling as though she had never had a problem. Wow. Like, honestly, I believe that. Yeah, I believe it too. It does inspire me. I might make some cool meditation. So stay tuned to the Mindful Luna so you can <laughs> get some. And I actually just posted today a caregiver's meditation. So just, just so you know that. So it does give us an affirmation, our lower back affirmation. Repeat the affirmation at least 12 times. 
first thing in the morning each time you handle money and the last thing at night. Okay. Well, that's cool. That makes sense. It says, I let go of fear and replace it with a secure feeling knowing everything I need is here for me now. So we did delve into the cabbage land for back a little (laughs) bit, but for the most part, those are like no brainer type back stuff. So we could try some of that and uh, report back. I think we're going to try the crystal. We have some of the crystals that Mm -hmm. you made songs of. We can change the light to blue and we can do a meditation. Yeah. And the cabbage. I think we should try the cabbage. (laughs) Want to get some cabbage? Should I get drunk but eat some cabbage (laughs) first? You have to do all of it. No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to eat a a plentiful amount of cabbage or whatever they, (laughs) they called it. It's too much. Well, maybe we'll forego that one. But either way, that's our dive into folk remedies at work. Yeah. Gonna... If you wait, I just like to recap. If you drink, stay hydrated. Yeah. I think that that's the biggest and be mindful of your back. I think if you have back problems, you should stay hydrated, too. That's like yeah. a huge thing just to lube your bones with water. Mm-hmm. Lube the bones. That's our book. We have plenty of weird little books. <laughs> and plenty of weird little remedies in this one book. In this one book. So we'll continue to provide some cool remedies and cool things from our books. And we'll give you periodic updates whenever we do try them. We'll try to document it as best as possible and uh, give you the results. Yes. So there you go. Folk Remedies That Work, part one. We'll see when we revisit this one again. But uh, hopefully you like this episode. If you have any questions about this book or any of the remedies we've talked about, then let us know and we will continue to talk about it in the comments below. Yes. And just so everybody knows, if you're listening through Spotify, there's going to be listener questions and you can answer them through there. But then also, I've started putting that question in our Instagram too. So you can just answer on the the post that has our logo for that specific episode. And you'll see the question. Just answer it in the comments below. What's this week's question? What's your favorite folk remedy? So give us your folk ailment and folk remedy. (laughs) Yes. That cures that ailment. And we will continue to bring you some of our favorite ones that we find. So thank you for listening. We hope to see you on the next one. Goodbye. Bye.